From Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm AJM Bell. This is Film Club, a podcast series where our youth film critics and cultural connoisseurs spill the theoretical tea on a new movie. So these are spoiler-filled conversations, folks. Be prepared to learn far more about them than the trails will tell you. In this episode, we return to the cinematic universe that has captivated audience from the past two decades, the Shrekverse. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard me correctly, the Shrekverse. The latest film to come out of this cultural phenomenon is Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. In the new movie, A Life of Living Dangerously has caused our hero, Puss in Boots, to realize he only has one of his nine lives left. Confronted with mortality in a way that he has never had to face, Puss sets out on a journey to find the mystery last wish and restore himself to his former glory. Avi producer Madison Knudsen and Edison Wallace Moyer got together on a Zoom to discuss the new movie. The theme of death throughout this kid's movie and what it means for the future of the Shrekverse. Welcome to the Puss in Boots, The Last Wish uh, Roundtable. I am Addison Knudsen and I will be the host for this roundtable. Um, if you want to introduce yourself and uh, your relationship to the Shrek universe or the Shrekverse as I'm calling it for this roundtable, or maybe to like DreamWorks as a whole. Hi, I'm Madison Wallace-Moyer, and I don't know, I haven't, I've like seen the Shrek because, you know, it's a good childhood movie, but Puss in Boots, I really, really loved, so. Uh, same, um, to kind of my relationship to the Shrekverse, um, I am a Shrekverse fan, um, my favorite animated movie is Shrek 2, um, it is amazing, um, I, I absolutely love it. I think it's a great cohesive universe. I do have to shout out a YouTuber, Shay Frillis Productions, who did uh, like commentary on Shrek 1, Shrek 2, Shrek 3, and Shrek 4, and just talked about how all of them fit together and how the third one is just terrible. Um, so that kind of made me a huge fan. Um, and then sort of like how I was saying, Shrek 2 is my favorite movie. Um, do you have a favorite like Shrek first movie um or like do you have a favorite DreamWorks movie or maybe animated movie I I don't think I have a favorite Shrek first movie because I haven't I don't think I've sat down and watched all of them all the way through they're usually just on for my little sisters but Puss in Boots I would was like one of the best animated movies I've seen in a long time it was so good it, yeah, I, it was really good for me too. I I still can't say it's my favorite because of Shrek 2's nostalgia and just it's just a really good movie. Um, I could talk, I could do a whole roundtable about that movie, but that's not what we're here for. Um, so yeah, I'm a longtime fan of the Shrekverse, um, but I actually don't remember seeing the first uh, Puss in Boots, um, and so I wasn't actually planning on seeing this movie because it didn't get a lot of advertising but then I saw the Rotten Tomato scores and then I like saw some YouTube reviewers who I trust um and they're like yeah this is actually really good 
And so I went and I saw it and I actually ended up being pleasantly surprised. Um, so were you surprised by the movie at all? Yeah, I think I was. I watched a lot of movies over break, um, especially like some of the kid ones for my little sisters. And so I'd seen like one kid movie that I was just like, no, it was a bad movie. It was badly done. And so I went into Puss in Boots. I was like, okay, maybe this will be good. Maybe it won't. And then I was just like blown away because it was it was amazing. I was super, super surprised. Same. I, yeah, I was, I was surprised. I thought, I, I didn't think I would hate it, but I didn't think I'd like it as much as I did. And then what, like, were your initial thoughts on the film? And like, did you have any expectations going into it? You know, having seen only just a few uh, Shrek movies? I mean, my expectation was like, oh, it'll be, it'll be cute. It'll be funny. Cause, like the Shrek movies are good. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, it'll be good. But I wasn't like, oh, I'll love this. Um, but I was really surprised by like the lessons that it, I it quite enjoyed the wolf character and also like the general like live life while you have it and also learning to trust people. Like all of the themes were really intense and I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, I definitely, um, I don't know, as as for like expectations, uh, definitely like funny. Um, but then again, it's like, it's not Shrek, it's Puss in Boots. So um, I don't know, I guess I had more of like an expectation for a more, I guess, serious plot. And I guess I did get that. I definitely, I think we definitely got that in the the death plot. Um, and then what was your favorite uh, aspect of the movie um, or even your least favorite? My favorite aspect was the way that they had death represented was like, cause you see so many different representations of death. And I just thought that this was like an amazing one. Like the way he had the sights, it was incredible. The whistle, all of it. Um, but also like just the general themes of like friendship and being able to trust people. Like I really enjoyed that cause we're kind of like, it's kind of hard to trust people. And so it's nice to be reminded, like, yeah, no, you really should. It's nice to have those people. And I don't really think I had a least favorite aspect. Yeah, same. Death was really a really good villain. Um, and then I think my favorite aspect was the music. Um, uh, Shrek movies, they have a very distinct music. Um, not only the score, but also just like the soundtrack. Um, and then this film, to kind of differ from, you know, the regular Shrek movies, it kind of kept the score as the forefront and then uh, had a few other songs, uh, Spanish language songs, which I thought was really cool, too. Um, and I thought that was a really good, uh, you know, really good aspect of the film. I also love the cast. The cast was amazing. Florence Pugh um you know like all these different people like Olivia Coleman, John Mulaney who was so funny no he's not like the per like the person John Mulaney is kind of controversial but the actor John Mulaney in this movie was really good so yeah definitely uh my least favorite maybe some of the potty humor but honestly it wasn't that bad um so yeah um, and then you kind of talked a little bit about death being your favorite aspect. Uh, did you catch on to like the twist of like the wolf being death before it was revealed? 
Yeah, pretty much immediately because like he had the size. I mean, you looked at him, he had the whistle, the eyes. Like when when Puss said he was a bounty hunter, I was like, oh, maybe he just is. But like my f- initial thought was, oh, this is death. But when Puss said he was a bounty hunter, I was like, oh, maybe he really is. And so then when it was revealed, I was like, oh, I was right. Yeah, they kind of they kind of try to trick you, but it's it's kind of obvious. But I, I kind of like that it's obvious. Um, but yeah, I also thought it was interesting how like, did you have any kids uh, in your theater, like around you? Yeah, there were um, some kids in our row and my little sister was there. She surprisingly like wasn't super scared. Like my mom was more worried about her than she was. Um, but yeah, I definitely think I was like, oh, this is just a little creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was sitting, I went with my grandma. Um, I dragged her to go see this. Um, but there was a kid on this in the same row, like a little ways down. Um, and then when Puss in Boots basically had a panic attack, um, like the kid was like, What's wrong with Puss in Boots? And I was like, Oh no. So I thought that was interesting. They made him like kind of scary. Like I wasn't scared, but it was like to a kid, I I would probably be scared. And then to keep going with the death conversation, um, you know, the death and mortality is brought up a lot in this movie. Um, You know, Puss in Boots is basically, he's on his last life. Um, how did you feel about this like discussion of mortality in a children's movie? And did you think it was an a, a an appropriate choice for Puss in Boots as a character, as much as you know about him? As a character, absolutely. Like it was a really good choice because I mean they show that he's arrogant and all this stuff, but then, and because he thinks he's immortal because he has all these lies, but then he realizes like oh I'm not like I do have there is an end so I thought it was a great choice for him as a character but it was really interesting um to have it it was really interesting to have it in a kids movie like that I was a little bit more surprised for but it absolutely worked with character yeah I I thought that too I thought it was a really good discussion of mortality um maybe a few parents probably weren't happy that they maybe have to sit some of their younger kids down and be like so this is death and I'm gonna explain it to you um but yeah I thought it was really good and I thought it was appropriate for his character because he's he was a bounty hunter basically as a character and so um being the one who's being chased and who is on the brink of death is kind of a good good place to take his character. And then if you've seen any like DreamWorks movies other than like Shrek or Puss in Boots, uh, the animation style of this movie is much like different from any other DreamWorks movie. Um, and it like really mirrors uh, into the Spider-Verse as for like the animation style. Um, did you think that this, like, uh, this style enhanced or hindered the plot? I think it enhanced it because, like, it definitely helped because they had all the chase scenes and it worked well, like, when they were in the, I don't know, like, the crystals and it was, like, kind of mirrors, like, it worked really well because they were able to shift, um, it's it's not always a style that I prefer, but I think I do think it worked in this movie quite well. Yeah, something interesting I found out about is that like they drop frames 
when um there was like action scenes so it like kind of was more stop motion which I really liked when I found out about that um yeah I really liked the animation style I think it was a good way of distinguishing the different movies especially since this is a spin-off um I don't know if they'll use the same style if they ever make another Shrek movie but uh if they did just like kept this animation for this movie that would be interesting speaking of another uh shrek movie uh the end of this movie it teases a fifth shrek movie and the likelihood of this you know movie has been increasing in the past few years since uh illumination bought and merged with dreamworks in 2016 this has been a topic debated among many DreamWorks and DreamWorks fans and Gen Zers, um, but I want to get your opinion on it. Uh, do you think that there should be a fifth Shrek movie? I honestly, I'm not entirely sure because with series, like you can kind of get a little bit tired of it. Like the Puss and Boost, it was a wonderful movie, and I think it worked because it was a spinoff and it wasn't fact and same like. But eventually, you kind of just run out of things to say. It happens with like shows when you do too many seasons stuff. So like, I think if they can if they can still do it well, yes, there should be a Shrek movie. Like it's a wonderful universe. It's fun. It's enjoyable. Um, but like, if if you just end up kind of reusing the same ideas, and if it's just a rendition of all the previous movies, like. Do we really need another one? Maybe not if it's an, just another Shrek. Yeah, I definitely, like, they they could go somewhere with Shrek 5 because the fourth one, the last one, left off, it was like 10 years ago when I came out. Um, it left off, basically, his kids, um, and he's happy with the life he has, and that's basically where his arc is finished. Um, they could do, like, a, like a, um midlife crisis thing with him but that's kind of what the fourth movie was as well so I don't I don't know I don't see it or they could do a plot where they focus on Fiona who is a character who is central to the plot but doesn't really do tons of stuff although I do love the character of Fiona in the Shrek universe um but yeah, I, again, like you, I'm like, I don't know how they could do it, but Puss in Boots 2 is good, and I didn't think that would be good, so it's possible. And then speaking of Puss in Boots, uh, do you think there's a possibility for a third Puss in Boots movie? Possibility, yes. Yeah, like, I mean, you could definitely do it. I don't I don't know exactly where it could go. Actually, no. Like there, there are places it could go. There are still places it could go, but I think like third one would probably be maxing it out for Puss in Boots, because like you don't want to break up the family. They have a family now. I I don't want to see that ruined. Yeah, we don't want to throw um what is it uh pet what is it what was the name per perito perito um I think it was Perito I was gonna I kept wanting to say Pedrito uh but that was not his name um they can throw him in a sock and throw him at the bottom of the ocean again restart his plot um but yeah I think there's a possibility for it but I think if anything they should they had a tv show on Netflix I believe um Puss in Boots 
but I think like that's something they could do because they did that with how to train your dragon they did a like a tv show to really milk that um that like money-making cow I guess <laughs> that's a weird analogy but um but like also they're under illumination now who loves money they just they love making sequels for no reason so it's a little dangerous with them but I think they've been making some good choices with their sequels so far so the merged DreamWorks and Illumination so there's a possibility um and then as well Puss in Boots 2 just lost the Golden Globe to Pinocchio uh for best uh, animated feature um, so it's most likely that Pinocchio and Puss in Boots 2 will be nominated for an Oscar. Um, do you think that Puss in Boots 2 is likely to win the best picture, uh, or best animated picture Oscar? I don't know. I haven't seen Pinocchio. Like, I could see why it would win, because it's, like, kind of meant to be bringing back that form of animation. But I thoroughly enjoyed Puss in Boots. And, like, Pinocchio, I don't know. I'm not a super fan of the story, but Puss in Boots, like, it had a great story, had great themes, great character, great cast. So, like, I don't know. I personally prefer Puss in Boots, but I haven't seen Pinocchio. And I would understand why Pinocchio would win. But I'm like, it's already got a golden globe. Just give the Oscar to Puss in Boots. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think that I'm trying to get my like expectations low because uh, I think that Pinocchio might win because it first of all has Guillermo del Toro attached which is just like Oscar just like you can't like be Guillermo del Toro and not win an Oscar one year because he I think he won for something for Nightmare Alley last year and I didn't quite like Nightmare Alley but that's a different discussion um but like I don't know. I think the speech Guillermo del Toro gave at the Golden Globes about animation not being just for kids and about it being an art style rather than a genre is really valid. And I like that. And I really think that was necessary. But at the same time, I think that Puss in Boots brought the representation in a way because a lot of the voice actors were, you know, Latinx. Um, especially oh my gosh I know him as Guillermo in uh what we do in the shadows but he's great Harvey Guillen I love um and I think they they did a lot with that um and also just it's like the narrative of a you know an animation company DreamWorks who hasn't won a lot in the past few years kind of coming back um but I think I think that uh, Pinocchio might get it, unfortunately, but I'm, I still have hope. <laughs> I'm just going to keep rambling about them. <laughs> I hope for DreamWorks. But to wrap up, do you have any final thoughts you want to share or like maybe like an elevator pitch for people still on the edge of whether to this of deciding whether they should go to this movie or not? Well, like what he said about Pinocchio, about animation, not just being a kid's like it's not just a kid's thing I think you can say that but Puss in Boots really proved it because it was not just a kid's movie so like for anyone who's listening to this if you think you if you're on the fence about watching Puss in Boots you absolutely should because it was really really good 
and that's not just like coming from me but that's coming from my mom it's coming from a lot of my classmates like people just really enjoyed it because it was a good movie that is a great final thought and i think we will end on that so thank you for joining me today you've been listening to film club a production of alaska t media institute our show's theme music was composed by kendrick whiteman Alaska Tea Media Institute is based in Anchorage, Alaska. We would like to acknowledge the Denina people whose lands we work on. Many thanks to supporters of our podcast, including Alaska Community Foundation through the 2020 Healthy Communities, Art, Culture, Playground. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily represent the views of our sponsors. Thanks to our listeners who contribute to our program and help us leverage additional funds and grants. If you'd like to support Youth Voices in Alaska and help keep our podcast going, you can support us on Patreon. It's a membership platform that makes it easy for you to support creative endeavors like Atme. Just go to patreon.com slash Alaska Teen Media. You can also help out by subscribing to rating or writing reviews of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Every little bit helps us get our stories out there. And if you are a youth age 13 to 24 who loves movies and interested in being a part of our film club, go to alaskateenmedia.org slash join. Or you can also email us at news at alaskateenmedia.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all sorts of updates. For Alaska Team Media Institute, I'm AJ Bao. Thank you for listening.